Pinachino two views. What up? <laughs> uh, it is hot take without the hot take here. And it's Junior Senior two views. Let's get straight to it. Celtics Warriors in the NBA Finals. Game one. Game one. Celtics put up a great performance and know that, but then it's game and two. surprised them. But game two, and I knew this was going to happen. The Warriors responded yes. with. I mean, look, something needs to be. I think there needs to be. Um, at the end of the the dynasty, when the Warriors finally capitulate, they need to reveal what is said in the locker room at halftime because they come out in the third quarter and dominate. All the time. Yeah. All the time in the uh, playoffs. There's something to be said. I think you kind of look at other teams and go, wow, you know, that first game could have let you down. That would have been a big, big letdown for a lot of teams, but not the Warriors. They just yeah. find a way to adjust. But it's also the other players that get involved. You know, yeah. Jordan Poole put about 17 on. You know, you had other guys contributing, Gary Payton, the Gary Payton the second or the third? Second. The second. Gary Payton the second came out off the bench. You know, he's obviously back from his injury. Uh, so he he chipped in. So it's not just about the starters. It's about everybody else chipping in. Yeah. Uh, for the Celtics, not so much. I think they didn't, you know, they didn't shoot as well. Yeah. As they did in the first game. Three starters had two points. Al Horford, Robert Williams the third, and Marcus Smart. Well, yeah. And Al, yeah. Al Horford went off in the first game. And Marcus Smart went off in the first game. So. Yeah. Again, you know, it's the bench and the other players of the Warriors versus the bench and other players of the Celtics. I still believe the Celtics are winning the championship in seven. But I think in the next two games, going back to t- to-, to the TD Garden, I think the Celtics are going to take game Who three. Don't have a good, they don't have a good home I, record during the playoffs. I think it's like 500. Yeah, but I think the Celtics are going to take game three at, at home. The Warriors are going to win game four. The w- Warriors will win game five at the Chase Center. And then the Celtics will win the next two to take the championship. Really? I, that's what I'm in seeing. Gold, in Golden State. I have a feeling. In I have, Golden State. I have a feeling that they can, they're going to crawl back from a 3-2 deficit I'm and win sk- the I'm thing. sketchy about their home record. They've been 500 pretty much at best this, this, home, this playoff season at home. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Let's move on. NHL. Uh, the the, uh, bum, the bum, Edmonton bum. Oilers. Woo! Smoked. Um, they got here, here's the thing. They got the version of Mike Smith that lets up softies all the time. And that's that's what they got. And they got swept uh, by the Avs, who go to the finals. This They needed to go past the second round this year. They needed to go to the conference finals this year. The Avs go straight to the finals. I think the Avs have a really good shot at winning the cup. They, they've got some superstar players. Cal McCarr has been a total... Like has in my mind is probably the best D man in the league. Nathan McKinnon, obviously, uh, Nazem Kadri, the goalie is. Uh, they've it's been a sort of two headed monster of Pavel Francos and uh, K- and oh, what's his name, Uh-oh. Darcy Kemper. Okay. And but for the Oilers, they just don't have that that much depth outside of Connor McDavid and okay. Leon Draisaitl. So I think that it's. I don't think people expected Edmonton to get to the absolute Stanley Cup. I yep. think the fact that they got this far is good. Yeah. I think it's evolution. It is, you but they... have to accept evolution. They need more. I know, but Colorado was Edmonton not too long ago. Yeah. Colorado stunk up the joint. And let's give props to Joe Sackett. 
He's yeah. up in the office making moves. Yeah. And you could consider him to be a major influence in their success. Oh, yeah. So, Sackick, yeah. there was a time when Sackick was considered to be one of the worst GMs in the league. Okay. But he made some incredible moves, some great drafting, some great player development, and he's brought this team to the cup finals as a GM. Patience. Have patience, Edmonton fans. They need, they need help. They're going to get help they soon. They need depth. But right now... They weren't there yet. Speaking of the more NHL, Rangers and Lightning split the first four games. I Look, I knew the Rangers were going to lose two straight at ML Arena. Look, ML Arena is a fortress for the Lightning. But a 4-1 loss I don't today. know. I think the tides turned. I honestly believe that the Rangers only needed to get at least a split in Tampa to feel like they could potentially close Not, the series out. Well, there's one more heading back to MSG. They have a game, a game five heading back to MSG. I know, but the, that's the, the the thing that concerns me is, yes, they have the, technically speaking, they have the home court yeah, edge, the, but the home ice. They, I felt like they had to split at least one. I thought today might have been the day they get Well, Vasilevsky was unbelievable this yeah. game. A 9.7, as uh, .971 save percentage, yeah. saved 35 was unbelievable this game. Uh, Shishnerkin was getting peppered. Yeah, Sh- Shishnerkin was... He was getting peppered. Yeah, but his defense wasn't really helping look matters. look at the shots. Let's see the shots. How many shots on goal? The shots on goal... Please, there's no way the Rangers had more Yeah, there were plenty of shots on goal. It well, doesn't show the totals, but there... But Andre Palat had two shots on goal. Go through all Belmar had two. They had more shots yeah, than the Rangers. Yeah, plenty more shots That's on goal. That's the against the score. What do you believe is going to be the outcome of this Eastern Conference Final? I don't know. I still say the Lightning. They've been there twice. They have the experience. They don't panic. There's no panic on that team. Yeah. I think the Rangers are like, we've never been here before. What's going to happen? Yeah. Let's move on. All right. Moving on. You can do this one if you would like. I would like to do it. All right. So. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Let's move on. Sorry. Uh, okay. Here we go. Where to now for the Jazz? Quinn Schneider has said adios. Yeah. And we talked about this last yeah. week. Saying, There's a good chance he won't come back. He doesn't yeah. want to come back. Um, they've already declined several calls for Donovan Mitchell trades. So they're not going to be trading Donovan Mitchell. Well, they're going to um, take his money because it's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, money. they're going to take it because he deserves the money. He's a great, he's a I'm fantastic saying, which player. team would take on yeah, that no, money? That's yeah, the but question. there's a lot of teams. I feel like the money that you're giving Mitchell is kind of worth it considering mm. how good he is. But The big question is who's the next coach? Um, they they've the been given coach? permission to to uh, to interview a lot of assistants, assistants. plus Terry Stotts. Mm. So they have some candidates lined up. Here's an assistant that is not on that list and should be on that yeah. list for honorable mention. Sam Cassell. Yeah. Sam Cassell has been doing the rounds for a, a long time. Yeah. He was part of the Clippers. He was part of the Wolves, and now he's part of the. The Sixers. Yeah. I think Sam Cassell should be on that list. I think I think Sam. Yeah, Cassell but are the do. are the um are the Seventy Sixers going to give them permission to interview them? I have an assistant. I, but I, they still have to give permission. I haven't seen anything yet. But I think the most that li- would help the Doc Rivers too, I, wouldn't it? I have. I think the most likely case will probably Stotts. be Terry Stotts because this they, is an established team. They need some. They need someone who, who is experienced. Right. They need someone who had some experience. I feel Not like someone who's I feel like Marvin Ham. I feel like Terry Stotts is the most. Reliable uh, or or the probably the most reasonable option for I mean, the look, Jazz right now. The retreads of coaches are are getting slimmer. Yep. Teams are going to ex players like a Darvin Ham, like a Chauncey Billups, like a Steve Kerr. 
So I, I understand that there'll be some reluctancy there about going to a coach who's been there, done that. Yeah. But Terry Stotts had good success in Portland. Aaron Donald gets paid, so he paid, gets baby. he gets he gets um the rework contract. Mil. No, he gets two years, sixty two years, sixty, 60 mil. Mil. Sorry, Try sixty, 60 mil. mil. Oh my god! Look, he deserves this money. I don't think there's any way you can possibly overpay Aaron Donald. In my mind, he's the best defensive player I've ever seen uh, in the NFL. The influence he has in a front seven and the way he. Um, makes opposing teams scheme around him is unbelievable. Even if you double team him, there's no there's no guarantee he's not going to get to the quarterback. Um, I feel like they, they couldn't let him go. If they let him go, that's probably one of the worst front sevens in terms of name recognition in all of football. I mean, and they they lost Von Miller. They lost they lost um, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, they lost yeah. Odell Beckham. Yeah. So they had cap space. Okay, look, I'm not against this. I just I suppose now. If you're the Rams, you go, thank you. Here's the money, Aaron. Stay healthy. Yeah. Because if you get hurt, then it's all Well, he's been pretty durable over the past couple of well, years. Well, like I said, like, like, you know, it, it's, it's just timing of it all. Yeah. You know, big contract. Guys get the money, and next minute, some, somehow well, they're he's hurt. Well, so. he's been pretty durable. I, I know. Especially for the last contract he got. It's football, and anything can happen. Yeah. You just hope that he stays healthy, because now you've given him the money. Now he can shut up about... I don't have to worry. I'm good with life if I finish off today. That's well, he's well. He he's a generational talent, and he's the face of that that Rams franchise. All right, next. All right, next moving one on. Hold on, let me see what that is. Yep. Okay, word up. Yep. It is blank that Drew Timmy is returning for the senior his senior year at Gonzaga. I, so Drew Timmy yep. was is at Gonzaga. He's a bit of a power forward yep. sort of guy. Kind of reminds me of Kevin McHale. He originally declared that he was going to enter the draft. Yep. And now is backpedaled. Yep. And is going back for his senior year. The word I have is shrewd. Yeah. It's it, shrewd. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm not back no, no I'm not pay- I'm finding my own word. So but... find your words you go. But it's shrewd because obviously he's got people around him who would have said, you know, uh, you know, the other guy, the other guy who's going there, you know, the guy who's in the draft, he's going to get picked way yep. before you. You know, you might want to stick around and maybe avenge Gonzaga's losses yeah. because they're a great regular season team. But when push comes to shove in the tournament, they flicker they out get it done. in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. They never get to that point where they can win it all. Well, so, they got to the championship in 2021, the, the national championship. Chet Holmgren, but, that's it. So you're looking at Chet Holmgren. He's going to be number one. Yeah. Chances are your second, third, maybe less round, you go play yeah. overseas. No, well, I don't. Your word. I think it's smart for him to return because this draft is pretty deep on forwards. Smart. It, it, I win that one. Okay, whatever. I think it's pretty, it is smart for him to return for a senior year. Um, this draft is pretty deep on forwards. Yep. Um, and he's, He's got a skill set which is it's unique. Um, it's, it's a not, unique it's, it's skill set. Very old set. school. Yeah, it's, very old it's school. a unique skill set. Up and under, I, so all that stuff. Yeah, I think he can be he, he can be a quality NBA player, hmm, but I think he he still need he's still a bit of a project in my eyes. Well, I mean, he, so. he reminds me a little bit about Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner was way up there in the draft. From Duke, of course, those who love Christian yeah. Leitner. Well, Leitner, and he Leitner, wasn't that great of a pro no, at all. Leitner, Neither was. Tyler Hansborough, yeah. another guy back Hans- to the back. Look, Hansborough was a bust. He was an but, absolute yeah, bust. But Leitner became at least a st- uh, at least a starting ca- caliber player in the NBA. He wasn't a superstar by any means, but he was okay, I guess. But it, it, you're probably getting next. blinded by your hatred of Duke. I do hate Duke. Next, yep. next word. 
Reflection of Ryan Fitzpatrick could be seen as blank. Mediocre. That's, that's what he. Work. That's what he. He was. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is the the main journeyman of the NFL. There's never been a more, a bigger journeyman than him. I mean, he's he was an okay. He was a pretty serviceable quarterback during his career. Could get at least the worst of teams to teams to four to four or five wins. But he was never a guy you could reliably like count on to bring your franchise. To the playoffs. Yeah. Never never that. No. I mean, he had a strong season for the Jets in 2015, yeah. Yeah. but that was about it. And then the funniest contract holdout of all time ensued. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, I would say mediocre, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, Yeah, you're piggybacking off of my word. What did you say? I said mediocre. You said mediocre? Yes, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Underwhelming. I, yeah. th- I would prefer that. I, look, I think in a lot of ways, Fitzmagic um, had his moments, but he pretty much, with the exception of... You know, being back up on the Buccaneers, and they weren't even good before Tom Brady showed up. He was always captaining bad teams. Yeah, and he had he was he, ten teams, all bad teams. And that interesting season with the Jets, where he held out, they didn't make the playoffs, and he held. He never made the playoffs, in fact, yep. in this entire time. So interestingly enough, there is a guy who's almost almost competing with him now. And that's Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, who, who was almost has about a seven or eight teams he's been part of. Well, I think Tyrod Taylor is a. a, a his skill set's a bit better than Fitzpatrick's, yeah, we'll in see. my opinion. Right, um, is Joe Madden the next manager to be Wait, fired? On, well, no, we no, got no, us. We got more words here. Uh, Wait, hold on. No, hold we, on. Hold on. It's blank that Joe Girardi was fired as Philly's manager. It's really surprising, in my opinion. I mean, was this was any of this Girardi's fault? Not really. I don't think this any of this was Girardi's fault, really, because we talked about it. That you're not really going to find any other better options than Girardi right now. And the Phillies, their issues run a lot deeper than just coaching. I think he's he, he's doing an okay job with what he's being given. Is it his fault that this that the Phillies' defense is awful? Is it his fault that their bullpen is giving up re- leads with regularity? Is it his fault that Bryce Harper isn't playing up to his contract? Is it his fault that Cassianos okay. isn't playing okay. up to his contract? So no. So word was again? Surprising. Okay. Um... I would say uh, it was expected because, for me, he had the talent on the board. Getting Schwarber, getting those guys in, it didn't gel. Getting he had three seasons. It didn't come together. You know, the unfortunate part about this, and we can couple that with Joe Madden's firing, is it seems like it's not – and I think they're not the same. And we'll, we can segue to Joe Madden's firing right now and almost look at that as – not a word, but that was also expected because they lost 12 in a row. Well, look, the difference between – here's the yeah. thing. The difference between Girardi and Madden for me is I think Madden is a worse manager than Girardi. Really? I'm not a fan of Madden and his managing style. I was never really a fan of it when he was on the Cubs, especially in the years of 2008 uh, – of the – Years of 2017 to 2020, where they constantly underachieved. I wasn't a fan of his managing style. And when he went to the Angels, he just seemed, like, very lost uh, and not unsure on what to do. And the Angels' issues right now run a lot deeper than Madden, but I'm just not a fan of him, and it starts there. It's surprising that the Angels did that because previously to that, it was Mike Social for 19 seasons. And he's the one who pulled the plug. And he was coaching forever. He won a World Series with them. Got to some playoffs. But overall, didn't do that great as manager. So, 
Joe, you know, Joe Madden only getting getting tanked after three seasons. That I find that interesting. But both managers have one thing in well, common. Well, his contract was expiring at the end of the season. Right. Anyway. But both managers have one thing in common. They both won a World Series, which is very difficult these days yep. for managers in the in the interim. Moving on. The Dodgers paying a luxury tax of forty seven million dollars is, is I'd say it's expected. I mean, this the Guggenheim baseball group are going to spend no matter what to get them get get rings. And it's not it's not like inconceivable that they're spending this much luxury tax. No. So it's not they're going to spend any by any means necessary. They got an unlimited resource pool. Even if they blow it up today, they got a hunk of prospects to use. Of course. They don't need they they don't really need to be competing right now, but they are because yeah. the Guggenheim Baseball Group are a good ownership group who want to put a competitive team out there. I will add words. Drop in the bucket. That is nothing for them. Yeah. That is nothing for the Dodgers, I agree. They have a high payroll, but you know what? The concessions call for it. The fans are paying for it. They pay astronomical amounts, the guys. They have the talent. They're gonna they are the favorites to win it again. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that the that the Dodgers do that. It's no big deal for them. Okay? What's next? Look at the next word. The works word, the Arizona Coyotes and Tempe. Moving towards arena talks are we talked about they want to be homeless. Positive. The the Coyotes want uh, are thinking about playing in Arizona State University's five thousand seat stadium, but I feel like I, I feel like the previously the Tempe uh, landowners have been pretty skeptical about the Arizona franchise because they struggled to pay rent at Glendale, mm-hmm. um, and. It's going to be a bit of a hard task for um, Alex Morello, uh, who right now his, 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 most of his assets are in casinos. And what took a hit, big hit during COVID was casinos. Um, if he's able to pony up $70 million to move to Tempe, um, is going to be a thing to sort out with local government red tape and whatnot and state government red tape and whatnot. But I just think are, they're not – here's my thing. They're not viable in Phoenix. They're not. Just move the team already. It's optimistic. That's the word I have. It's Arizona. It's a franchise. You know. What have they done since but moving? It's not even what that. have they done? You could say the same thing about any expansion draft, any expansion team, okay? Arizona moved there. They were somebody else before. You know, we had yeah. the great exodus of Canadian teams that moved to the state side. Yeah. We had the Thrashers. Who were once the Thrashers went to Winnipeg, went, went to back Winnipeg, to Winnipeg. Went back to Winnipeg. So again, this is—I think—it's a situation where they just want stability, and they can build from there. Wayne Gretzky tried. I don't even think he's involved with the Coyotes. Well, he was anymore. no—he was horrible so, as a—he was horrible as an executive. So you know, he was terrible okay, as an executive. Okay. Next, the next one I'm looking at here—it's blank. For Pratt Riley to brush aside retirement rumors as Miami Heat's team president, he's going to be there until the sun burns out. It's let's let's just listen to this for a second because this was an awesome press conference. Listen to this. The last, I don't know how long we're going. Twenty-seven years. Got the whole day. All right. You know, I really don't, but I got the whole day. Um, 27 years in, um, lots accomplished. You know, there's always a thought that Pat would always go out with a bang. And you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals within one game of going to the NBA Finals. Where do you sort of stand as far as, one, 
this might sound too cold, I apologize. Do you see a finish line of this job? And number two, is this something where that's so far in the distant that you're already planning one, three, five years out because of who you are? Well, I, I definitely feel an obligation to finish this build. And so if, if we're three years into this build, then... And I don't want to do another three years of just building this team. I mean, I think we're in that window of, of internal improvement. We got a great, great, great player in Jimmy Butler. We know that. Uh, we have a lot of real experienced veterans. And so we put together a team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and and it was bitter. It was a bitter loss. I mean, I mean, the Dragon hasn't, you know, actually left my body yet from, from, from that loss. You know, it, it was... I was stunned, uh, you know, I was frustrated, I was angry, I was lost. So, hold on, one more thing he says, wait, hold on. I'm 77 years old, and right now I can do more push-ups than you can do right now. If you want to go to the <laughs> Awesome! Oh my God. My word is defiant, and defiant in a playful way. Cat Riley called out the reporter playfully. Yeah. And basically said, I'm 77 years old. I'll do push-ups. Now, I've hit that certain age now. I'm younger than Pat Riley. I could probably put out a couple, maybe not as many as he could. Yeah. Look, he's he's going to be there until the sun What's burns What's your out. word? My, my, is it, it's blank that they... That he Pat brushed Riley, aside. He brushed aside. It's on brand. On brand, okay. I mean, yeah. he's going to be there until yeah, until he croaks, well, in my opinion. This is the thing. He's Pat Riley. He's yeah. a lifer. Yeah. You talk about a lifer with basketball. Yeah. Basketball savant. The guy's been president since 95. What's he done? Oh, well, let's see. Let's get Shaq over and win 2006. Let's get LeBron over and go to three finals, win two out of three. His... His pedigree speaks for itself. He's and got, as a coach, he coached the Showtime Lakers. Right, but he's got the best coach right now in Expulsory. He's got the best culture over there. So I thought that was hilarious. I think he, he's a, he's probably the best president in basketball. He has been since taking over. And he's going to be there forever. Um, state of origin State tonight. of origin for those who are in Australia. So, South Wales, Queensland. So some trouble for the Blues. They are missing Tom Travojevic, who will be out for the rest of the season. The with that, with, with Tom Travojevic, he'll be out with that elbow, in, that shoulder injury for the rest of the season. Yeah. Latrell Mitchell won't be be in Game One. It's going to be in Sydney. They have a new um, center pairing of Jack White and Katoni Staggs. Mm-hmm. I love Katoni Staggs. I think he's very physically gifted. Mm-hmm. He's very athletic. Uh, he has that that red zone factor. He can. He can get you a try. Whiten's a bit of a cerebral and mercurial player to me. He sort of buckles under pressure. Um, he, I think he benefits from a system around him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's... Uh, is he made for Origin? Maybe, he's but... He's played in Origin before. He's played in Origin, but I just... I'm not sure about Whiten. The, the rest of the team looks solid. I just don't... I don't know why they didn't put... Um, put out a car... In, at the wing instead of instead of Daniel Tupo and I love Daniel Tupo and the Roosters but Adokar he's he's been a he's been an origin guy he's yeah. been he's been their number 5 so uh-huh. I mean I think he deserved a run in okay. my opinion okay so I agree with you that it's the losses of Trebojevic and uh Latrell really puts New South Wales at a 
at a, a massive disadvantage. disadvantage. I actually believe it was more less about New South Wales, the Blues last season, and more about the Maroons not gelling and being all this mismatch. Yeah. Now, now they have Bill, they, they, they have they have Billy Slater as their new head coach. Yes. I was I was a bit shocked the fact that they hired him. Um, Why is not? he going to be? Has player. he? But has he? I don't think has Slater had coaching experience. I don't think so. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I think I think if he if he's played in Origin, he's won in Origin. The guys will listen to him anyway, and yeah. so I think it comes down to the pairings. It's I just about, it's about yeah. It's just about tactics. Um, I might be biased here, but I think um, even though the Blues are missing key pieces. I think they're going to win this, this series. The series, yeah. Okay. So because the first one's in, I feel like the first one's in Sydney. in Sydney. Second one is in is in Perth. Yes. In Perth, and the third, and the third one's, one's in Suncorp. I, I at Brisbane. I feel like the Blues are better coached. Yeah. They're well. They're more well organized. Mm-hmm. The Maroons. I'm not sure if Slater and his tactics can really push this team forward. They've got some talent. Mm-hmm. They've got Kellen Pong healthy. They've got Dane Gagai healthy. They they've got Valentine Holmes healthy. They've got Harry Grant healthy. They've got a lot of talent, but it needs well good coaching. Fiddler has proved to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. Can Slater be that coach? Yeah. And, and I'm I felt bad for Paul Green last year. I feel like he's a good coach. He's a better coach than that series suggested. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was more on the players underachieving. All right. All right. One last note. Happy birthday, Rafael Nadal, winner of the French Open, 36 and years old. That's his tournament. He's probably uh, in my he, him and Federer are so close in terms of how great he each player is. Yep. I feel like and surpassed Djokovic. Yeah, it's plans. it's so hard for me to decide between Nadal and Federer because they they both have different sort of play styles. Nadal is a guy who starts mm. who starts fast and then ends. Ends it, mm. and Federer is a pest. He's unrelenting. Well, he's also older. And yeah, I think Federer has been playing. Yeah, I think yeah, Federer is going to retire. But I think I feel like Nadal's the best I've ever seen mm. in terms of the men's the the men's tennis. Djokovic isn't too far behind him, in my opinion, in yeah. terms of talent, despite his um, opinions. But that's our show for the for this Wednesday. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing two, one or two times a week. Uh, next week we'll have uh, uh, next week we will have confirmation as to who is going to the Stanley Cup Finals, what the matchup will be. We will preview that. Uh, we will most likely be at Game Five, Four or Five four or of five. the NBA Finals. Yep. Uh, we will be looking ahead to the late the latter games of those of those finals. More MLB coming uh, as we move through the month of June mm-hmm. towards the trade deadline. Yep, but. That's our show, and stick around. Bye.